my friends, I return. Did you miss me? Well, today, after some time to, you know, fine-tune and get things right, just in time for Thanksgiving, something to be very thankful about, I bring back to you The Real Brian Show. Let's rock it! Initiating surprise in three, this, two, is, one, The Real Brian Show. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming back to The Real Brian Show and joining me here. It is an honor and an excitement to be back. I can't tell you. I am The Real Brian. Brian, for example, has 37 pieces of flair on today. Okay. A terrific smile. That's right. Uh, Thanks for joining me. I know it's been a few weeks and many of you have been saying, um, seriously, dude, where are you and when are you coming back? You know, after tons of pressure and prodding and torture, yeah, there definitely was some torture uh, and some other, you know, forms of probably illegal conduct uh, on on your part, um, I decided to go ahead and come back with The Real Brian Show and, you know, bring it to you. Here's what I'm going to do. First of all, I'm going to do a little bit of a shorter episode. It is Thanksgiving week after all here in the States, so we are absolutely wanting to keep things simple and short, but I want to let you know where we're at, what's going on. I'm also going to be talking with John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas, or, or uh, you know, JLD as we like to call him, is the host of Entrepreneur on Fire, which, my gosh, I mean, he has created something that so many people believed could not happen. What John created was an absolute phenomenon. 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 I said phenomenon. So he's coming up. Also going to be talking about some thoughts on uh, what I'm going to say kind of kicked my butt into gear for returning to the Real Brian show this week. A little bit of the, uh, uh, let's just say what we've experienced in the aftermath of the presidential election. I'm not going to talk about the election itself. I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm going to talk about what happened after. And I have some thoughts on that because I've, I've just been itching to talk about this and share some things that have bothered me. So some of you are like, oh crap. No, no, no. Stick around. You're going to want to hear this. And of course, you know, we'll have some fun. First of all, I want to say special thank you so much again to the Patreon supporters here of The Real Brian Show. Really, I mean, I appreciate it. You're helping me to get some of the logistics up and running and uh, to make this show excellent. So thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. For those of you who have been around and heard all of the episodes so far, you heard episode one, which by the way is no longer there. This is now episode one. The original episode one talked about what The Real Brian Show was going to be. Episodes two, three, five, and six were interviews. Garrett Wong, Amy Gumenick, Jason Bryant, and J.P. Sears. Those were all interviews. And then episodes four and seven, well, four was a little bit of a story. That's going to stay there. Seven was an update on why I took or why I was going to take a hiatus uh, in order to get a few things right for the show. That episode is no longer available and neither is the original episode one no longer available. They're irrelevant and now out of date. So if you heard them, you're one of the, the select few that got a chance to hear The Real Brian Show as a work in progress. The first seven episodes to me were uh, what we would call a beta test in business. Now, if you're familiar with a beta test, tune up for one second. If you're not familiar with a beta test, essentially it is you put something out for people to experience and be able to give feedback on. And it's interesting because for any kind of a business or a podcast or anything like that that you're going to start, 
you're supposed to go out, do your research, find out what it is that you're supposed to be talking about. You know, what's your passion and see what people want. What's your ideal listener, your ideal customer, blah, 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 right? All that good stuff. Now, I did that. What's fascinating is, uh, and, and I guess I should have expected this, but, you know, I didn't know any better at the time. You know, you, you couldn't give me the answers that I needed to hear yet because you hadn't heard anything. Makes sense, right? Yeah, well, didn't at the time. So I put out six episodes. I did my part and I got some incredible feedback, very constructive feedback. Nothing was negative. Uh, but not everything was 100% positive. Now, granted, I heard some great things about, hey, I love this and you know, I'm enjoying just listening to you doing what you do. But then I got some other feedback that was very helpful to help me to understand a little bit more about what I needed to do differently. Hence, the original episode seven, which again is no longer there, and uh, explaining why I was taking a hiatus so that I could go and fine tune some things and get things right. And that's what I'm bringing back to you now. The episodes with Garrett, Amy, Jason, and JP, those are all going to stay there, but they're going to be basically just unnumbered episodes. They're going to be bonus episodes so you can listen to them. And the reason is this, because one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I received, which I found very interesting because I actually agreed with this, you did not want The Real Brian Show to be an interview show. You know, you're cool with interviews, but even when I started The Real Brian Show, I never wanted it to be an interview show. I never wanted interviews to be the focus of the show. I wanted them to be a segment of the show. That was exactly the response I got from the majority of, of, of you is basically we're cool with interviews, but put them as a segment. Please don't make them to focus. And so there you go. You know, there, those, those four episodes were focused on the interviews. And even though those interviews were wonderful and I enjoyed them, that's not the way we're going to do things from here on out. So you're still going to have interviews, which is why I'm going to bring John Lee Dumas on today because he's got some fun things to share, but it's short. It's going to be about 20, 25 minutes. And we're going to keep interviews a little bit shorter. Now, if it's one of those interviews that just goes an hour and, oh my gosh, it's so good and I can't get it down any shorter than, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, I'll split it up over two weeks. Why not? You know, I want you to hear all of the good stuff, but I want, again, I want the interviews to be more of a segment, less of a focus. So that's one thing we're going to do. Second thing that I heard was uh, keep one episode a week. And I had originally planned on doing multiple episodes a week. In fact, I was hoping to get to a point of doing a daily show why not have a daily dose of The Real Brian Show in your ears every day to get your day off to a great start? I was told, just keep it to once a week. I would rather have a longer once a week show than five shorter episodes. If you heard the hiatus episode, I told you that I was looking for a co-host and I wanted a co-host. And I still do, but I haven't found one yet. <laughs> it is so weird. Maybe I'm not meant to have a co-host. I don't know. Here we are. We're back without a co-host. And the other thing that I really wanted to do is bring... A sense of community. I mean, who doesn't want community? I want to bring entertainment. Call it what you want, right? Entertainment, you can laugh, you can smile, you can be entertained, whatever. Of course, I want to bring that stuff. But I also want to bring some serious aspects to the show. Some of that will be through interviews. I have some people that I've already talked to and that I want to talk with who have incredible and extraordinary things to share. Things they've done, things they've experienced, etc., and I want to share that because we can, one, we can learn from it, but two, we can be inspired and encouraged by it. I love it. I hope you love it too. So that's something I want to do too. And then this is something that I'm going to do new. And I mentioned this earlier that in light of uh, the aftermath of the presidential election here in the States, of course, if you're listening from another country, you, I guarantee you've heard about it, but <laughs> something really hit me that I was not planning to do with the real Brian show. And that is discuss what I'm calling social issues, issues that are current and relevant. 
Um, I'm not talking about political issues. I'm not talking about news issues. I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, uh, the latest oil spill and, you know, the science behind that and what that means. I'm not going into that kind of stuff. There, there are plenty of people out there talking about that. But something that really impacted me, you know, you, you think I would have been surprised. I mean, I was right. So th- there was a surprise as to the fact that Trump won the election. I don't think anyone really expected that. There were surprises that came forth with all of the election that was going on. But I think the thing that surprised me the most was what happened as a result of the election. Yoda probably will say it best. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Exactly. And that was the thing that I saw more than anything else as a result of the presidential election was fear, anger, hate. Oh my gosh, I in my life have never experienced some of the stuff that came out of people's mouths, Facebook posts, you name it. And I was so, what's the word, traumatized, appalled, something like that by what was going on that I'm like, dude, somebody's got to say something and nobody is. And I'm willing to be that voice and not just about the presidential election aftermath. That's not what I'm here just to talk about. But I felt like that the real Brian show needed to have something in it, a segment. I want to keep them again. I want to keep these segments within a reasonable amount of time, 20, 30 minutes, you know, where I'm able to address social issues like why did people respond like that? So, yeah, we're going to look at the problem. But more importantly, I want to look at uh, what are we going to do about it? You know, how, what, what's the hope that we can have and what's the solution and what can we do to better this world? I want to share this story because I think this is something that's that's very, very important to why I do what I do, why I exist on this earth, but also I think something that can impact us all. For any of you who have been watching the uh, superhero shows from DC Comics, so Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, um, Supergirl, they're all connected. They're all part of the CW network. They're all doing crossovers here in a couple weeks. And as you know, for those of you who do know, I've been one of the hosts of Arrow Squad. We talk about Arrow, and that has been one of my favorite shows for, uh, we're going on five years now. I love that show. I mean, that's why we did a podcast on it and why we're still doing it. But something they've done recently that's really bothered me is they are shoving agendas down our throats. Some of the things they're talking about, they're not bad things. You know, they in fact, some of those things are actually good. It's a good thing that somebody's addressing them. So it's not necessarily what they're addressing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is what they're addressing, but sometimes it's not what they're addressing, but it's how they're doing it. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a big fan of agendas at all because when somebody comes and shoves an agenda in my face, it's usually at the expense of me in order to better themselves. And I feel like most, if not all agendas are to raise one person up at the expense of another. Now, granted, if you have an agenda... You probably don't think that way, but that's just how some of us see it. You know, I'm a huge fan and this is one of my, uh, my mantras, I guess if you want to call it that love and respect and value the next person. And if you can do now, granted, that's never easy and, uh, none of us are going to be perfect at it, but if you can love and respect and value the next person, there is no need for any agendas. There is no need to be politically correct because you won't need it you will be someone who loves and respects and values the next person regardless of who they are 
what color their skin is, where they come from, it, what they've done in their life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the reason I say that is because there have been so many agendas lately with the presidential election and some of the issues that have been going on around the elections and some of the other things and people are fired up about it and I understand why and I'm not denying any of the issues but I just don't like the way people have been shoving it and especially with the DC shows it's bothered me enough that I almost don't want to do Aero Squad anymore and that I almost don't want to watch those shows because instead of excellent storytelling they're shoving these agendas down our throat I mean it's a difference between and here's the story I wanted to share in this part of the story. Here's here's the other part of the story. Gene Roddenberry, for those of you who are familiar with him, created Star Trek. Here was a guy who was in one of the wars, took lives, saw lives lost, and he said, I want to get out of the war and I want to save lives. And so he became a, a policeman. And he fought for seven years to save lives. And he said, the problem was, is that people's lives, they didn't want saving. They wanted to continue to commit atrocities and everything else. So what he did is instead of telling people, I'm going to save your life and this is the way it should be. And, you know, here's my agenda and I'm going to push this in your face and I'm going to tell you about it. Instead of doing that, he created Star Trek, which was basically an example of a quote world of a future of our world where here's the way it should be. He didn't sit there and say at the end of each episode, okay, what have we learned today? We're going to learn that this agenda and that, you know, we're going to push this like they didn't didn't do that. He just showed it. He showed this is what it should be. And it was funny because I I heard Mike Rowe talk about this a while back and I loved that presentation of Gene Roddenberry. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that is why Gene Roddenberry was so effective with Star Trek is that he didn't try to slam it down your throat. He just showed it. Now, granted, after Gene died, some of the later Star Treks. They started to shove agendas down your throats. I don't think that would have been Gene's desire. But again, I go back to this idea that lately I've been hearing all of these agendas shoved down your throats and I'm thinking, okay, we need to talk about this. We need to address these issues. And instead of sitting here and pointing out the problem over and over and over and over and over, let's talk about the solution. Let's talk about what we can do and using Gene Roddenberry's example, how we can model it, how we can be an example of what it should be rather than sitting there and trying to tell you what you should do, which is actually interesting because this goes back to some feedback I received about the real Brian show as well. And I'm not going to go into a lot of this because it's, it's, it's really complicated um, in a very weird way, but I've talked about this in the past about being the best me, right? And if I want to be the best me, I want to do what I do best. And when I'm the best me, I simplify things. Yes. I'm a very, complex person in the sense of that I have a lot of interests and a lot of things that I do and everything else like that. But I like simplicity. I do not like complication, you know, friendships, relationships, life general. I like simplicity. Give it to me straight. Here is what it is. Let's just move forward. I hate complication in anything. Uh, I hate when people overthink things. I really do. And, And nothing against those people because that's their personality, but it's just not how I do things. I love to keep things simple. And it's so funny because with the real Brian show, I was listening to people who naturally complicate things and I was taking advice from them. And so I, what did I do? Complicated things with the real Brian show. And I got so many people coming to me and saying, I'm so confused. I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) And I'm going, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm so confused myself. And it's like, simplify. Let's get back to the basics here. Like, dude, it's the show that's going to better your life, man. Everything I do in this show, I want 
somehow to better somebody else's life. If it makes you laugh and smile and that's it, your life is better, right? That's all I care about. I just want to be the person who can help better someone else's life. And it may not be you every single week and it may not be anyone. I don't know, but that's the goal. The goal is to do it that way. Keep it simple and have some fun. We need fun. We need some light. We need some encouragement when there's so much crap going on in the world right now and, and people are so fearful and negative and angry right now, there's a lot of it. And, and I think that's the biggest thing that kicked my butt to say, you know what? The real Brian show needs to be out there because I want to talk about the solutions to these things. And I want to be an example of the way it should be. And we're going to do our best. We're going to have fun with this, but also we need hope and we need some encouragement and laughter and inspiration and fun desperately right now. All right, I got something special for you here right now. I mean, it is Thanksgiving week. Very thankful. Again, here in the States, I know not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving right now, uh, but here in the States we do. And I have something very special for you right now. We want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving here from The Real Brian Show. And to celebrate Thanksgiving, we want to make sure that you have a glorious meal. Now, here's the deal. All right, we all love turkey. We love stuffing. We love pies, desserts. But I hear so many times, you know, people just gain weight. And then go, they go into Christmas and they gain more weight and then they have to go on this crash diet, this exercise routine. I feel for you. I totally understand. And so to answer that request, I have prepared a special turkey just for you. We're going to call it the TRB special turkey. Now we found an organic free range turkey that we have prepared with a special blend of things, which we can't go into. We don't want to mention them, Salmonella E. coli, because, well, we'll just leave it up to you. But this turkey guaranteed to help you lose weight this Thanksgiving season. No matter what, you can eat all you want and lose all the weight that you could possibly imagine. So if you would like to get your hands on this TRB special turkey, just contact The Real Brian Show. We'd love to hear from you. Odds and surviving, 1 in 25. I love November. I have this kind of funny thing that uh, started many years ago, and this is my own little nerdiness here, and I, I got to share this, is is I see November as sci-fi November. <laughs> <laughs> I got to explain this here, though. Just, just work with me here for a minute. Years ago, I noticed that around this time of year, whether it was, you know, end of October, but sometime in November, somewhere in there, a lot of sci-fi movies or TV shows would release, space type, that kind of thing. And it did that for many, many years. In fact, I look back at a lot of the movies that I, I would go and see in the theater, and it was usually late October or into November. So all of a sudden I said, it's sci-fi November. You know, it's that's when everything's coming out. And so it's so funny. You know how like when things, you get into a, a, a pattern or a habit or, you know, like you smell something that reminds you of a memory or whatever. It's that kind of thing. It's like November comes and I go, oh my gosh, it's sci-fi November. I need to be going to a sci-fi movie or, or watch, you know what I mean? Or reading a sci-fi book or something like that. And it's, it's pretty funny. It's just one of those things. So that's what I call it. I, I call it sci-fi November. Uh, I have traditions of watching like the fifth element every year, <laughs> stuff like that. And in honor of sci-fi November, and, and we're going to get this, we're going to squeak this in before, um, you know, the month runs out is I'm going to have my friend Lee Steven on the real Brian show next week. Now, granted, we had a long interview, so I may split it up over two weeks. Not quite sure yet, but Lee Steven is an author of, well, you guessed it, a sci-fi book series. And it's called the Epic Series, uh, the first book, Dawn of Destiny. And I had a chance to uh, interview him on the audiobooks.com podcast with Addy. And we, man, we had a great time. Great conversation with this guy. And I was so interested in his book. But at the time, I had one of those huge, long lists of books that I had to read. 
So I had to get through all those first. And ironically, I started his book at the beginning of November. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here it is, Sci-Fi November, and I'm reading a sci-fi book. This is so appropriate. I'm on book three now. And I think this is an eight-book series. Five of the books are released, and the rest are being worked on. He does sci-fi very well. And this book series, for those of you uh, you know, old-school gamers who have ever heard of XCOM, uh, the epic series is, is based on the game XCOM. He got his inspiration from that. And created stories around kind of that idea. Now, it's not an XCOM book series, but it's inspired by. uh, You know, if you're looking for a good new book series, it's well written. Oh my gosh, it draws you in. It's really good. And you're looking for something kind of fun sci-fi. There you go. Check it out. Lee Steven, we'll have him on next week. But there you go. Sci-Fi November had to explain it. But at the same time, I know this is a month that we're trying to be thankful. Uh, You know, I've heard this and I tried doing this last year with ProfitCast and I totally failed. Uh, But I've heard this done is during this season, try to have one to three things each day that you're thankful for. Say them out loud. Tell somebody about them. Write them down. Whatever. Different, by the way, has to be, you know, three, one to three different things each day. And it will actually program your brain, especially if you can do it for at least 21 days or more. It'll program your brain to start having a more thankful attitude, to be a little bit more positive. You know, when negative things come they bounce off easier because you go back to being thankful and positive and you could deal with them easier. I've not been the greatest at doing that. In fact, I haven't even done that this month, but it's kind of like, oh yeah, I heard that. I should probably do that. Take it into the entire Christmas season as well. One thing I'm thankful for, totally simple pleasure here. I got to say it. I'm going to go see Fantastic Beasts tonight. I can't wait. I've heard it's excellent. I've heard exceptional reviews. And if you've seen it, do not tell me. And then uh, here's another thing I'm thankful for. I'm looking for, for simple pleasures here, you know, because yes, you can, you can do the simple things, but uh, there's this thing called nitro cold brew coffee. You know me, I'm a coffee fan and I know it's not new. It's been around for a while, but I've never tried it. And I found out that there is a coffee shop locally that has it. And if you've never heard of it, essentially it's a cold brew coffee, but then they run it through um, the little nitrogen machine, sort of like they pull beer through on a tap. But it, they pull it through on tap, so it's cold, but they, they run it through nitrogen, and you get that nitro cold brew. Apparently, it is amazing, and I have to go try it. So I will let you know what I think about it for those of you who are even remotely interested in this. <sighs> all right, that's all. I just wanted to share that. It's uh, Those are the couple things I'm thankful for, just for fun. And, oh, I, yeah, okay, yes. I am thankful to be back here with The Real Brian Show, and definitely thankful that uh, you have joined me, and I really, really appreciate you being here. So thank you. I'm going to jump in right now to uh, this wonderful chat that I have here with John Lee Dumas because, again, great guy, great friend. John and I go back a little ways. Uh, I know we're going to probably talk about a little bit about how he found me in the first place and, and where that all started. But uh, John Lee Dumas is, is a really, really neat guy. And I heard about him in uh, his early days of podcasting. And I don't think we're going to go into this, so I'll share a little bit about this. But he had the passion and the desire to start a business podcast. He was looking for someone that would do business interviews, inspiring interviews of entrepreneurs who have been successful on a daily basis. And he couldn't find one. So he created it himself. He was the first to do it. And what's interesting is that, you know, when you're the first to do something different and you do it well, you're usually successful. And then you're going to have a ton of people coming in and copying. And that's exactly what's happened. There are so many entrepreneurial podcasts now that try to do exactly what John's done but he was first. He's already done it, you know? So there's that. And then on the other hand, you know, he got a lot of coaching. He did a lot of things, but a lot of people would say seven days a week, this is not going to work. It's not going to succeed. He proved them very wrong. 
He is now one of the most popular and successful podcasts out there in the world. And he is also a multi-multi-millionaire because of some of the most incredible business practices that he has done through that. But what I love about John is he has maintained being very genuine and being very real. I know a lot of people when they have that kind of success, they lose their, they lose their self. They lose themselves. You know what I mean? They become different. They treat people differently. Not JLD though. JLD's remained the same true guy. And I really appreciate it. So I wanted to bring him on the real Brian show. JLD. TRB in the his house. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's all, it's all yours. Give me credit twice. And then it's yours forever. No, 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 no. I just, you, know, you keep it. You Dude. Keep it. Yeah, it's you. It's you, man. You don't, you don't like it that much then is what you're saying. No, I love it. But I'm just saying, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta own it. <gasps> Got it. <laughs> JLD, welcome to the TRB show. TRB, there's literally nowhere else I'd rather be. Thanks for having me. Dude, that rhymed. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, well, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, always appreciate your time. It's always good to hang out. Definitely. So we go way back, you know, like, oh, gosh, how many years? 50 years or something like that. Internet time, we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feels like it, right? But yeah, a couple years ago, I think it's been a couple years already. Um, but yeah, man, some some fun times, awesome privilege being able to work with you and Kate on Podcasters Paradise. That podcast had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a blast. And we can you know measure our relationship through podcast uh, movements conferences. Yeah. So we know we've been to two. So uh, there we go. You know, we're over two years. That's true. Okay. I, I was trying to figure that one out. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. Let's start with this. Let's have a little fun here. First of all, what, what do you nerd and geek out about? Well, I will say that that always changes. I kind of believe Ooh. that people go through seasons in life and, and some people, they have you know one season of what they nerd and geek out about for their whole lives and that's super cool. But for me, things have shifted uh, really a few times over the past four years of when I've launched EO Fire. And what I'm currently really nerding out about right now is, is actually something that uh, I, literally four years ago, I didn't know anything about or, or I can really care less about. And that's nutrition. Like I am yeah. super geeked out on nutrition. I am reading everything that I can. I've subscribed to some of what I consider the best newsletters in nutrition. And I read their newsletters top to bottom every day, all the posts. And um, specifically within nutrition, um, I'm actually geeking out about ketosis. Like I am ah. currently in ketosis as you and I are speaking. I've been in ketosis pretty uh, much for the last 10 days, uh, which not to geek out about it too much, but basically it's it's when you're uh, using fat to burn energy opposed to sugar, and which most mm -hmm. people are in um, the sugar burning yeah. mode. I I'm in the fat burning mode, and it's it's uh, it's it's been cool. I'm not going to say that like my life has changed and I feel ten times better, but you know I probably feel like one point two times better, which I think is an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Every bit, man. That's incredible. You know, it's it's funny. I've been um, I, I I'm huge in nutrition too. And it, it, one of the things that somebody said, you know, I should do a nutrition podcast. And I thought there's just too many of those out there already. Um, <laughs> although, you know, I could have, but I do geek out about it as well. And I tried ketosis and I was reading, um, you know, Abel James. I do. He's a good friend. He's oh, actually nice. a fellow New Englander. You know, oh, he's from Hampshire. Nice. Yeah. I love the guy. He, one of the, I think the best things that I've loved about him is he always talks about everybody's different. Not everybody, but everybody is different. And so therefore some things are going to work for some people and some things aren't. And I tried ketosis. Um, I was very curious about it. I do love the idea of a higher fat content. It makes, and actually from that standpoint, I've lost weight. I feel so much better. I have more energy. 
um, you know, then doing the whole sugar thing, you know, the grain thing and everything else. But I noticed that if I go on ketosis without the protein, yeah, it doesn't work so well for me. I actually yeah, have to have protein. Fasting. Yeah, it doesn't work. I, I tried it. I felt terrible. I got real messed up. But that's that's kind of where I stepped back and said, you know, high fat content for me is fine, but I can't do without protein. And I think that's why that I am geeking out about nutrition is because everybody's different. Exactly. Every body is different yeah. and you're never going to know what works for you until you try. And, you know, for me, intermittent fasting is amazing. Like I yeah. love having my last meal at 8 p.m. And by having my last meal, I just mean my last bite of food is at 8 p.m. And I don't have anything in the way of solid food again until noon the following day. So that nice. essentially, you know, gives me like the 16 hours of quote, quote unquote, intermittent fasting. And that really works for me. And, and then consuming, you know, mostly vegetables and good fats like ghee and um, mm. coconut oil yeah. um, and, and nice avocados. But then, you know, I, make, I personally mix in some proteins too. Like I had a bacon egg scramble last night nice. for dinner and, and that keeps me in ketosis, which is fine because I'm just not doing sugars and grains. Sure. Um, and I have what this little, like it's, it's a ketonics blow stick that you actually blow into for 15 seconds. And then it will go blue means no ketosis. Then green, yellow, red. And red, of course, is like you're, you're pretty much 100% in ketosis. And, and, and I'm blowing red, baby. So I nice. am in ketosis. Wait, wait, hold on. So you're saying that ketosis is just no grains and sugars? I mean, different people, different results. I mean, some people okay. can't stay in ketosis if they eat proteins just because of how their bodies break ah, it down. Okay. Some people can. And that's why I'm geeking out about it because I'm learning so much. I'm seeing what works with my body. You know, Kate, to be honest with you, and, you know, and I've done the tests too. Like I've, I've taken the tests, you know, of like you, you name it, every excrement slash, you know, hair slash whatever spit, mm -hmm. you know, is being sent and they're being analyzed and it comes back and they're like, you know, this is what your body, you know, reacts to. Like I like actually have inflammation in my gut mm. uh, when I eat a lot of carbs. But Kate, on the other hand, has none. So yeah. she just can crush pasta and feel great. I crush pasta and, you know, I go into a brain fog for 15 hours. So it's just, we react to it completely differently. And, and it's just great that we know that it's not just like one size fits all. You know, I, I love that. And I'm with you on that. I'm actually experimenting with some different vegetables right now because some, you know, I don't react well to, and especially, you know, they talk about raw is great, but for me, raw is not, <laughs> it's, it's a bad thing, but I love vegetables, you know? So, and I don't think sugar is good for anybody. Although once in a while, a little honey, you know, just no, a little bit. Yeah. It's good, but uh, I got some raw honey in my, uh, my uh, cabinet right now, but I will yeah. say this, everything in moderation, because it was crazy totally. too. And this is why I'll never stop probably at this point now that I've become passionate about geeking out about nutrition, stop geeking out about it. Because, you know, for instance, like I would just eat broccoli nonstop. And I, I love the taste of broccoli, steamed broccoli with like ghee and, and Himalayan sea salt. And I could just eat that all day long. But like, then I did a food sensitivity test like six months later and now I'm coming up sensitive to broccoli, which is because, you know, my body's just being like, whoa, whoa, this is like too much. Like yeah. you got to dial it back a little bit. So you got to keep things different. You got to keep testing. You know, you can never just get into a routine. You're always going to be listening to your body and trying new things. That's an interesting point, you know, in, in moderation that even though broccoli is good for you, if you're eating, you know, the whole too much of a good thing sort of thing can actually hurt you eventually. Yeah. And that's, that is fascinating because I- I've never really thought of it like that, but that actually does make a lot of sense that switching it up, keeping the body kind of uh, guessing, if that makes sense, and also making sure that you're not getting too much of something. It's, it's like, just like work, it's like working out. I think yeah. you're just about to say that, but you know, like you can't just like go for like a two mile run every single day on like flat asphalt. Like yeah. your body's going to adjust to that. It's not going to give you the same kind of workout 
run a hundred that run one dead. Like you're not changing yeah. things up. You're not testing your body. Like you got to fool your muscles. You got to really, you know, put, you know, put the test to the limits and you got to do that with food. You got to do that with exercise. You, you just got to keep changing things up. And, and that's where I found success is mixing things up. And, you know, like even talking about caffeine, like you can't, yeah. am I, for me, and again, this is me, but this is pretty universal. I mean, if you drink coffee every single day, guess what? You're building up an intolerance to the actual caffeine. Like your body's getting used to it. The receptors aren't having the same reactions to the caffeine, blah, blah, blah. You can go on for years about this. And so what I do now is I cycle on and off coffee. I'm off coffee for five days, Monday through Friday. And then the weekends I crush, like literally three or four cups of coffee mm. on Saturdays and Sundays. And I'm like, boing, I'm like <laughs> bouncing off walls. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, coffee stopped having that effect for me years ago because yeah. I was doing it every single day. But yeah. now it's back. Interesting. Interesting. I love this. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I really, well, so let me ask you this then. Do you find that, you know, you hear about this all the time. And this is something I actually heard from an actor who does a lot of voice acting. Really cool voice, by the way. Uh, John Noble, if you ever heard of him. Mm. He's done um, a bunch of stuff, but he actually talked about that. In fact, it was the weirdest thing. Somebody said, you know, how do you, how do you get into voice acting? And he took it a little rabbit trail and started talking about if you want your voice to sound good, if you want to be able to do what I got to do, then, um, you know, you've, you've got to keep your body healthy. Cause he said, if your body's not healthy, your voice isn't healthy, everything's not healthy. And you know, it just, it trickles down into everything you do. Was this nerding out on nutrition? Did this get started because you were trying to keep yourself healthy so that you could do what you do today? Or how did this get yeah. started? I'm 36 now. You know, I'm just not your spring chicken anymore. I mean, I'm not crying like I'm an old man or anything, but you know, I'm not 25. You know, yeah. I'm not 19 anymore. Like I'm not able to eat a whole pizza at, you know, 1.30 a.m., wake up and then go for like a 10 mile run and feel fine and like yeah. still have a six pack. Like that's just not me. Like now I'm 36, <laughs> my metabolism's, really slowing down. I can put on weight, like snapping your yeah. fingers and I have a really hard time taking it off. So I was like, well, do I want to slowly get fat or do I want to like sit down and figure out a way that I can maybe not get fat? And, you know, there's just a lot of good research out there. You know, I'm friends with like, you know, you said Abel James and there's just Sean Stevenson, the model health show. And, and there's just some great, great content out there that's easily consumable in the podcast format and the blog format, et cetera. And plus, I, I will say I'm kind of an old soul, soul at heart when it comes to like reading and watching movies. Like Downton Abbey and Pole Dark mm. are like two of my favorite shows. They're PBS masterpiece shows. Mm. And, and it's just like, why does everybody have gout back then? It's like, like mm. <laughs> it's because they ate and drank all the time. They just like yeah. drank port and they just ate crap because they had no idea it was bad for them. They just like, oh, let's just eat what tastes the best, of course, because that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, they got fat and they got gout and they died young. And mm. it's like, okay, now we're starting to have some evidence about what works and what doesn't. So um, let's let's do it what works. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about your story here. I know you, you've you got quite the story. You're, you're extraordinarily successful with where you're at today. But I know, and, every, and it's so funny, man. I hear this all the time just because I know you and people are like, well, you know, GLD. So tell me about his overnight success. You know, I hear th just the most ridiculous things about this all the time. And I'm like, ah, uh, so I try to set them straight, <laughs> but I want them to hear it from you first, you know, where you were, how you got to where you're at today. And I know that this was not, you know, an easy journey by any means. And I also yeah. know that in many ways you've done this uh, in a way that is slightly unique. We can learn from it. We can apply a lot of this to you, but you know, you're yourself. Nobody sure, can be, I'll be you. I'll, I'll be concise. I'll be concise here. Um, but, you know, I, I mentioned I grew up in Maine for the first 18 years of my life. And 
accepted an ROTC scholarship to go to college and spent four years as a cadet. And then boom, you know, 2002, I'm 22. I am commissioned as a second lieutenant in the US Army. And we were the first round of soldiers commissioned post 9-11. So, you know, we knew it was going to be real deal, holy field type stuff. And did a Sure enough, did a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq as an armor platoon leader, which means I was in charge of four tanks and 16 men. Finished out my active duty requirement by the age of 26. I did four years active, then four years reserves. And then I tried the real world. You know, I tried law school. After one semester, I quit because I hated it. So then I tried corporate finance um, in Boston. And it was good for a time, but slowly dying a death in a cubicle, I, I had to get out. And then I tried real estate because I thought I could get out and like be outside and travel around and kind of be um, free a little bit. And, and you know, I did that for four years and it was really six years of struggle from the time I got out of the military until 32 years old. So from 26 to 32, really struggled at different careers, um, trying to figure out what was going to work and what I wanted to do for the quote unquote rest of my life. I found podcasting and I fell in love with the medium as a consumer. And I loved best the interviews with successful entrepreneurs. So I went to iTunes to find the show that came out every single day with an interview with a successful entrepreneur. It did not exist. And I said, hey, why not be that podcast that I feel like needs to exist? And back in 2012, uh, September, I launched Entrepreneur on Fire a daily podcast interviewing today's most successful entrepreneurs. And we're now almost at 1,500 episodes um, going every single day. We're at over 40 million listens. We actually just had our first 2 million month listen, uh, Mark. And nice. um, we are consistently a six-figure a month net revenue business doing over seven figures net revenue a year um, on, again, a business that was launched on a daily podcast. And, and that's, the, that's uh, the, the quick spiel. Nice. That's so awesome. All right. So six years of struggle, you said. Four years in the army that, you know, we're struggling as well. Sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're in it, but you're kind of going, what am I doing? Yeah. So, yeah. so 10 years, 10 years of, of trying to like figure myself out and, sure. and do the thing. So in those 10 years, how many times? <laughs> okay. Don't, I mean, don't count here, but were there multiple times where you're just like, oh my gosh, like why, why am I getting up every day? Like, what's my point? I had no purpose. I yeah. would, I remember like win at my job, like quote unquote win, like, you know, sell a house or lock down a big deal in finance and be like, okay, so that's what winning feels like. Like, cause I, I just, I, I don't have any joy from that. And it was like, man, like if I can't even get excited about winning in this, in this job, in this career, uh, like how can I spend the rest of my life doing this? And and it was it was frustrating. Like it was kind of an aimless time in my life. So do you find that, you know, during this time you were just kind of, I mean, obviously some people love real estate just for example, and they do very well at it. But I mean, was it just one of those things where you said, I went after it because it's a successful profession and I've seen people do well and they seem to love it. And then so you went into it and then you're going either, I mean, I'm assuming you, you did well. It just probably was one of those things you went, eh, I just, I, it's not me. I was just average. You know, I was average. I mean, I was working hard, but so weren't most other people. And I just wasn't putting any passion into it. And mm -hmm. so I was just very average. And, you know, I just, I got sick of being average. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that. Sick of being average. That's a yeah. good quote. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this though. What was, what was going through your mind during these 10 years? Like what was that one consistent thought? This can't be it. Like there has to be more mm -hmm. like this is my one blink, eye blink of life. Like, what am I doing with it? Like, what am I doing with these days? You know, I'm in my mid twenties, my early thirties. And 
you know, I feel like uh, I'm, you know, kind of walking around in a, in a bad dream, yeah. like spending these days with, you know, people I don't necessarily like doing uh, deals I don't necessarily enjoy doing. And, you know, then coming home kind of too tired to do anything else except plop in front of a TV and lose myself in Survivor. Yeah, that's the uh, drowning yourself in whatever, whatever, you know, you want to uh, basically get away the pain. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. So, you, you know, you said that you were looking for successful entrepreneur interviews at the time. Were, I mean, were you trying to learn something to kind of say, I want to go off on my own, I want to do my own thing? Or, I mean, what when you were in real estate, what were you trying to do? Because you kept going from from career to career. What was it that got you to say, I need to get out of this and do my own thing? Just consuming the right content, like reading yeah. the right books, listening to the right audio books, and you know, then listening and consuming the right podcasts. And the beautiful thing about the world that we live in is sometimes it just starts with one. You know, I just had a friend be like, you know, hey, have you read this book, They Can Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? And mm. like that book just let me on, like, wow, there, there are books like this? Like, let me find another book like this. And yeah. then that book, and you know, then you're on Amazon. And it's like people who like this book also like these books. And you're like, oh, wow, that book looks cool. And then all of a sudden, before you even know it, like you're down this road and you're like, oh, cool. This is something else. This is something that I'm actually getting excited about. And like, this is a weird feeling. See, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good point right there. Cause you're filling your mind with the right content. So you're, you're taking on the right attitude and the right mindset because without that, you know, you're thinking I'm a failure. I can't do this, man. This mm. sucks. What's going on? But then you start reading those books and going, whoa, there's <laughs> something else here. I didn't know this. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. So then you said you at that point, I'm looking for a podcast, daily podcast, interviewing successful entrepreneurs. You go to iTunes, there's nothing there. Were there any entrepreneurial podcasts at all at the time? Yeah, there were some good ones too. I mean, there was Andrew Warner from Mixer G who was mm -hmm. doing a couple of days a week at the time and they were kind of longer form too. And, and there's Pat Flynn and there's Davis Edmund Garland. So there were people that were out there doing the thing that I was kind of like, oh, those are just like normal dudes, like in their late twenties, early thirties that are just in their living room or office or bedroom or closet or attic that are recording episodes with successful entrepreneurs. Like nice. that's pretty cool. Like yeah. that's pretty impressive. Like I- I don't really feel like they're a ton different than me. Like I don't necessarily feel like there's this huge gap of, of skill of, of, you know, just talent of any of these things. Like they're just kind of normal dudes doing their thing. And it's, it's pretty impressive. And that just kind of led me along the path of, huh, there's opportunities out there that I might not have thought of before. So you looked at this in the same, like you were not the first person to be doing this, but you said, I think I can do this in a way that fits my needs better and is better and different. Yeah. I fell in love with some of the episodes and the formats and, yeah. and the content. And I said, sweet, like I'm going to go find that show that's seven days a week because I've already listened to all of Pat's and Andrew's and David's shows because, you know, I'm listening to multiples of their shows every day and they only have a certain, you know, size back catalog and they're only coming out with one show a week, you know, at the most two, like, I don't want to sit around and have to wait for that next show. Like, I'm going to go find that seven day a week show. And I went to find it and it didn't exist. And I said, well, wow, maybe yeah. this is an opportunity because if I want this, maybe somebody else does too. Very cool. So you got started. I know you did a lot of investment, you know, as far as with uh, getting the right coach and having people help you through this and making sure you started it correctly. Um, but what, I mean, how, how did you kind of go from, I'm going to do this to, and I know this is a long journey and all, but what are some of the what are some of the pieces of advice that you would give for somebody who's starting anything, whether it's a podcast or anything, you know, like you did and then getting to where you're at today? 
Well, especially talking to people in 2016, because this is a more important message now than it was back in 2012. Yeah. You have to be standing for something unique. I mean, there's everybody and their mothers is standing, screaming into the wind, creating more noise, creating more content. That's just happening. Like, what yeah. are you doing that's going one inch wide and one mile deep so that you can dominate that niche, that niche, that topic, that industry, and just become the one? Like, I was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs from day one. I was also the worst. I was also the only, like yeah. it was just me in that category of daily podcast interviews uh, of successful entrepreneurs. And so guess what? I won that game. Like what game can you win? You're not going to win the game in 2016 of launching a podcast, you know, just topping, talking about broad topics. So you're going to win standing for something, being something special to like people being like, oh my God, this is a podcast on fishing in Northwest Canada. I'm a fisherman in Northwest Canada. Let me tell all my friends about this and spread the word and become a raving fan and do X and do Y and do Z and and go from there. Like that's where you can get that initial, because it's so hard. And yeah. you've experienced this, Brian, with you know your experience um, with podcasts of old. Like it's so hard to get that initial momentum. And yeah. so- you have to do something different to get that initial momentum. And frankly, I think that you did a lot of things different with ProfitCast. Um, that's why I became a listener because I was like, this is a show on profiting podcasts. And like, I'm currently profiting with my podcast, but I'm a lifelong learner. And I think I could probably learn um, some more things from this show, of course, because I don't know everything by a long shot. And so I binge listened to your show. I remember one vacation that I was on walking on the beach, listen to like 10 or 12 episodes. And, and at that point, like I would always kind of let a, like five or 10 of your shows kind of build up and then going like on, a, on another binge. And, and, you know, that is, you know, something that I point to now is saying like, Hey, you know, what is that thing that you're going to say that you're going to stand for that people are going to be like, okay, I can relate to that directly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's so important. And I think you're right on that because so many people We'll start a business or a podcast or whatever or anything for that matter. And it's the same thing. And they're not standing apart. They're not doing anything different. Uh, and they're not even standing for anything at all. And I think that's where a lot of people do, you know, fail or wonder why they didn't succeed or wonder why they don't have a lot of listeners, even though they have some. Some people yeah. still love them, you know. So I really appreciate that. And I think that's uh, that's a really, really good piece of advice either way, because I know a lot of people will ask, how did John do it? And I know like even new and noteworthy in some of those strategies, things have changed. Yeah. And so, but it goes back to what you're saying is doing something different. And yes, there's the marketing and there's the investments and there's the learning from mentors and being able to do, you know, those are all very, very important things too. But I think it's there's timing, there's luck there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that goes into my journey. Totally. Totally. Man. Well, I appreciate you sharing it. I know you got to run, but uh, thank you so much for being on. And uh, so, all right, send us to uh, where you want us to, to go, check out things, get in touch with you, all that. Well, listen, all the magic for us happens at eofire.com. We have a free course on podcasting there, a free course on webinars there, um, just other great free resources for entrepreneurs. And of course, my passion project is the Freedom Journal, which is a gorgeous hardcover gold embossed journal, which will guide you in setting and accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days days. And uh, you can check that out at thefreedomjournal.com. Love it. JLD, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you being on the show. TRB, peace. Yeah. Good stuff there. All right. Well, I'm going to head on out of here. Like I said, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. As I mentioned next week, 
going to bring Lee Steven on to The Real Brian Show. So do not miss that. And then coming up in future episodes, I have some fun that I want to be doing here. In fact, I've got an interview with someone very special that I'm honored to have on The Real Brian Show. Very special. In fact, I'd like to bring him on next week if I can. It might be the week after, but we're going to try for the next week. This is an addition to Lee Steven, by the way. And then uh, again, coming up, planning on having some more very important, um, you know, chats with uh, with some people about these social issues that are going on. And in fact, one in particular, going to chat with a friend here coming up soon as well. Uh, and that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to actually have those social issues in conversation, not just me sitting here and doing a monologue about it, because who cares what I have to say, right? I want to actually have a conversation and bring some good perspective to it. That's my idea. And then uh, another friend of mine, Kyle from the Tumbling Saber podcast, all about Star Wars, by the way, is going to be joining me here on The Real Brian Show here in the next couple of weeks as well, because we need to chat about Rogue One, because Rogue One comes out middle of December. And for those of you who are even remotely interested in this Star Wars movie coming out, we want to talk because there's so much going on. Oh, my gosh. I would love to hear from you. And especially now with The Real Brian Show back, I would love to hear your feedback And granted, this is a shorter show. We're getting this going. We're going to be adding stuff as possible, but I would love to hear from you. I I always love your feedback. Just keep it respectful, productive, constructive, all that. Sign up for the email list at realbrianshow.com. And of course, realbrianshow.com. Show notes, contact info. Get in touch with me. I would love to hear from you. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm The Real Brian. Set it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.